Welcome to the Youthscape podcast, the podcast for Christians who work with young people. Welcome to another edition of the New Look Youthscape podcast, Youthscape podcast 2.0. Uh, with me, Martin Saunders, and Rachel Gardner, as always. Uh, we are looking today at church-based youth work and how that has fared during this strange time of pandemic and what the new normal, I'm allowed to use that phrase, <laughs> is going to look like. Rachel, mm-hmm. you've been you've been doing church-based youth work all the way through this. Oh Yeah, all the way through this. Very fortunate that I'm a volunteer youth worker um, with a youth worker called Beth, who is very good at tech stuff so although we are a fairly small youth ministry probably about 20 25 young people maximum um actually a lot of the stuff that's made it possible i've not done i've just been rocking up at the events online um but all that skill set she had in in abundance which was just extraordinary had it been me i don't i don't think we'd have had much stuff online which is an interesting comment isn't it because actually the skills up until lockdown I felt were essential for youth ministry Mm. I felt I felt I had a variety of them and suddenly we hit lockdown I don't have the skill set to take this online but I'm with someone that does we were able to do so I'm a a church-based youth worker uh, as well as working here at Youthscape and I think about what we managed to do in those first few weeks in terms of setting up uh, zoom-based uh, or, or rather YouTube-based youth group meetings that were Zoom, various Zoom calls sort of streaming into them, uh, you know, multiple animations and things going on at the same time and video content and all this sort of stuff. I just, I don't know how to do any of those things. Mm. I don't know any of those things. I know how to make a Zoom call and that's it. And actually, it was only because somebody in our church had those skills and came to the fore at that they moment. They were someone very young, weren't they? And they well? were, he's like 19. Yeah, yeah. And if it hadn't been for that, then yeah. we would have been sunk. So I understand a lot of people have, have had a real difficulty yeah. because they haven't had those resources. Because I, well, I think there's something quite significant in that. In, how I mean, never again in our lifetime, really, are we going to face a situation where a skill set that we need on one day, by the next day, it's a completely different skill set. Yeah. And I remember watching your first stuff that you guys put online and it was right at the beginning of, of lockdown you were so super quick to do it but I remember sitting thinking why are they sat so far apart because it was it was yeah. so early yeah, that yeah. The, the thought of social distancing hadn't really filtered in my brain and we were still scrabbling around like just getting trying to get a whatsapp group going and that kind of thing so it, it is interesting I think how we've all in our own way in our local church setting have suddenly realized like what is it that we've got like mm. what are the resources that we have here and we've quickly worked out do we have the resources here? If not, what are we going to do to go and get it? And what do we do if we're all volunteer-led and we're being furloughed or we're at home with our kids? So it's been a real challenge, I think, for local church. And it is extraordinary that the story has been that there has been youth ministry happening in a variety of different ways during the, you know, a lockdown, a global lockdown. I mean, that shouldn't we just stop at this point and say the church is carrying on doing youth ministry? That is extraordinary. Yes, it has been extraordinary. <laughs> it's extraordinary. And there have been lots and highs of highs and lows. Yeah. You've experienced that uh, in Preston. I've certainly experienced that. We've heard lots of stories. Uh, It's probably been different in every single context and expression. And uh, people have been inspired to do very different things. Uh, People have tried new things that they've never tried before. They've experienced failure Mm -hmm. and they've had to process that. They've had great success and seen something really 
take off that mm-hmm. they never would have uh, experienced before. People have seen great, you know, um, small groups really thrive. People have seen large groups somehow stay together. Uh, and they've seen the opposite of those things as mm. well, which is really interesting. So um, so today we've got a couple of guests who are going to open this up for us because let's be honest, if you've listened to the last few editions of In the Escape podcast, <laughs> we've about talked about our experience. <laughs> um, so we're going to open this up with a couple of guests. And our first guest that we're going to speak to is Ange Tuff. And Ange is, uh, to be honest, a youth worker in my hometown of Reigate. Uh, so somebody that I know, somebody I've observed at sort of quite close distance doing some really great work. And so we started off our conversation with her by asking her what youth work had looked like for her before everything changed in March 2020. We've got a small youth group. There's probably uh, a maximum of 20, um, but we normally get about um, anything between 6 and 13 on any one day. Um, We were always uh, meeting in church whilst the service is on. So it was a lot to do with whether their parents were coming, about whether they would come. So it was only on a Sunday. You can see as the kind of the year goes through that they get more and more um, a much tighter group and they know each other very well um, which is nice they generally all go to the same three schools which helps so it's a really good small group Um, we get a lot of encouragement from our church our church love them Uh, they've (laughs) our congregation basically have known these children ever since they were like walked up and down the aisle with minister Mm -hmm. of days after they were born so um there's a lot of love there Uh, that is such a beautiful yeah really really powerful intimate um portrait isn't it of youth ministry which probably many of us listening Mm. to this will will recognize that either because actually that's that's maybe where we've grown up a church like that or or because that's where we're serving so 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 martin sort of gave you this kind of slightly armageddon (laughs) pre-march 2020 march 2020 hit what what have been the biggest challenges for you then working with this fantastic group of young people once lockdown hit what what were the big challenges the 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 first challenge was really getting the communication there with young people and with the parents um they the parents weren't really engaging with any kind of social media before then we had tried um and that didn't really work uh but this yeah when as soon as lockdown happened that became our main priority and it was in a way to be honest a really good excuse to say to the parents this is the only way we can connect with your children and make sure that they are okay please let us do this and every single one of them came back and said yes and we were just kind of dancing in the aisles a little bit with that um so that was great to be able to set up and it actually meant that we were in contact with like I say, the parents as well, which makes a big difference, getting their engagement. And we would then feed back to say what we had done on Zoom. And they could see, for, you know, because kids, they don't, you can't say, what did you do in your session today? Oh, no. Well, as I was kind of like telling them and maybe putting some pictures up on there, they were like, oh, wow, this is great. And that kind of stuff. So that was, that was a good outcome. Um, some of them did fall away, though. Um, and that's our biggest worry. We, we, we tried doing the ringing round um, and 
some of them really just didn't want to talk to us. So we are, at the moment, we're kind of working out how we can scoop them back up. Sort of after that initial phase, how have you or have you started to try to integrate sort of physical meeting again and, and looking forward, like what are your hopes for how you might start to reintroduce a new normal um, in your youth work? Okay, we we were really desperate to get back because we are a small group so you know small groups fit in small spaces so it was fantastic this yeah we finally had a really good reason because we were small we could get back into seeing face to face and every september we start off the year with a huge cooked breakfast um you normally in the church kitchen while everyone's in the service and so this year we uh, my uh, fellow leader Amanda, her husband and my husband, we got them to take their barbecues down in the car park and they were on one side of the car park doing a cooked you know, barbecue breakfast and we were able to get the others and socially distance and sit there. So they were chomping away and it was really good to see them. So we are now going to uh, be trying to do that as much as we can outside until the weather forces us back inside um, and we're just tentatively working out how we can get back inside we think it is doable um, and so far everybody within the, the church kind of leadership teams they are they are agreeing with us there is absolutely no um, negativity there at all which is wonderful and so we are completely encouraged by that and it's um i love the sound of cooking the fry up while the rest of the adults understand. i mean that, that it just feels like torture to me i mean if you, you want to get volunteers to youth ministry just cook a fry up i think that's Absolutely. genius that's gold we're all writing that down um you've, you've talked so brilliantly about kind of the process that you you had to go through both in terms of the lockdown youth ministry and then and, and i'm part of a smaller youth ministry so actually we, we are now doing face-to-face youth work in small groups because i think that's one of the, one of the opportunities isn't it if our youth group is smaller we can do it quicker and but how are you how are you feeling about this how how is this sort of stretching you as a leader that's had 10 years of experience so you know what you're doing like you know the rhythm of this and yet now you're sort of catapulted again in September into a new way of thinking and being how how are you reflecting personally on on what that's doing in you well it's it's making it's making sure I, I'm a very extrovert person mm. and it's me, I'm a very much, well, of course we can do this. And I need other people like my sidekick who um, helps me to kind of say, actually, the rules say you can't do that. And um, so I, I, I do need to keep calm about things rather than just thinking everything's going to be sunny and fine. The other thing that we have difficulty, we had difficulty before, but I'm thinking it's going to be more so is planning the sessions it can be really tricky because you have no idea how many of your kids are coming so for us numbers is always an issue and some things work some things don't and I think that's going to be harder and the 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 other thing that I've been struggling with recently is trying to get some kind of vision some kind of strategy Mm. um to to keep going because the check the the regulations are changing so quickly Mm that um, how am I going to, I want to have something consistent for them to hold on to um, and whether that's going to work or not, um, I don't know. We will, we will see. Um, But we also workload wise, like I said, before lockdown, we were quite good in taking it in turns. And during lockdown, we've been 
all the leaders have been there every single week on Zoom. And we need to get back into sharing that workload. Uh, You've articulated actually a lot of advantages that you've experienced really of being a smaller group in Mm -hmm. this time because you you said that you've been able to fit inside spaces and been able to meet physically but also imagine you've been able to keep in touch with and and keep track of your your whole group in a way that if you were a slightly larger youth ministry I I can imagine actually there's a real problem there that you 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 start to lose track with those at Mm -hmm. the edges Um, has that has that been your experience have you felt like oh this is in, in some ways, there's some, not advantages, but some ways that it's advantageous that we're a smaller group. Yeah, definitely. And that has been really encouraging. So we have, yeah, uh, it all happened around Easter, didn't it, at the beginning. So we were able to do packs to send out, where well, we went around and dropped them off um, at, at their houses for Easter to try and encourage them. Little prayer pins, um, uh affirmation cards magnets chocolate obviously um and then thereafter we were trying to ring them every what every two weeks um that wasn't we didn't succeed in that completely regularly but what we did do is set up uh whatsapp groups with you know two leaders one young person and every now and again we check in with them on that um so yeah we we know where every single one of them are um where they are in their anxiety levels where they yeah how they getting on at school whether they want to join in or not um so the ones that have fallen away we know why they have fallen away not that we can't get in contact with them so yeah that has been a bonus definitely i also um i don't feel i can let you go without sort of the full disclosure happening um, because obviously you're in reigate i'm based in reigate um, and that's not a, co- each other. It's not a like coincidence. Rivalry? I see. Here you are. Well, I first, that's I the very met, opposite of that. I first met Martin in Soul Survivor when um, apparently you were the part-time leader because you were doing SoulNet and I didn't even know you existed then, Martin, so that's quite interesting. And, oh, that's um, humbling. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, we had we had a younger leader um, who was kind of take, used doing youth work at our church and um, he had had to leave, and I was all for getting a younger leader in, and I was talking to you, Martin, about that, and I can vividly remember it. I said, we need someone younger, and he said, no, you don't. They don't want someone younger. And then you walked away, and I was like, okay. I've touched so many lives. (laughs) (laughs) And it was actually, it was great, because Mm. it made us realise, you know, they don't need someone younger. It's great to have that input and we've got one of our leaders is you know he's 20 21 and he's bonkers and amazing Mm. but they do need that other kind of more um someone who's been through life a bit longer to kind of be able to steer them in it and that that was really refreshing so what 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 we've done in our local town is we sort of buddied up and i i think it's quite an interesting model that others might find interesting uh, yeah. And I'd love to know from your perspective what that's been like, because you've come along and joined in with a lot of the stuff that we do, but also you've yeah. retained your your own identity. And hopefully there's been some learning that's been exchanged in both directions. And, and what I've noticed is that young people who've come along and attended things in our youth ministry continue to very strongly be involved in what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. So because we were small, um, one of the issues that we have is the peer support. Um, and we just can't have that. Uh, our age group of uh, young people are from year six 
to leaving secondary school. So um, we could have maybe one or two in any particular year. And that's where we got in contact with Martin um, because their church has a, a much larger youth group. And we kind of budded up with them. So I go along and I, well, I used to, um, when before lockdown, go along and help with um, the two the two groups. So the lovely Charles and um, Martin have been really good. And they have, our young people have really benefited from seeing their friends from school going to that kind of group. Uh, they need the reassurance that it's not odd, it's completely natural, and it is part of your life. Your faith is life faith is not just an activity um so that's been brilliant um for me personally when i came back from that soul survivor and there were two um no one other church at that particular time in our group and talking to them they said well we used to have a youth worker kind of network group and so i came back and it was like we need to start this again tell me how we do this and we all got together and that was a revelation. I had no idea that there was a world of youth workers out there. I thought it was just little old me just doing silly Sunday school type stuff. And that has been really good. So we've had, um, we kind of reestablished the uh, kind of termly, wasn't it, Martin, like praise nights mm-hmm. where we would all go to one particular church, take it in turns. Um, and the last one I think we had was at our church and yeah, we haven't had it at our church for so many years. And I'm surprised I wasn't like a completely emotional wreck standing up there leading that. It was just so wonderful seeing all the different young people from all around the area coming to that church and being completely fine being next to each other. Martin but I think sometimes I still have in the back of my mind less numbers in a youth ministry equals oh not done such a good job and interestingly isn't it my experience is I've got a smaller youth ministry so actually we're able to do face-to-face youth work yeah. and maybe that's around the country the smaller youth groups are able to to do something now in the way that the, the really large like the 500s they just can't anticipate that for a very long time unless it's sort of very small group based on a bark bench or something. That's interesting, isn't it? Will that change our views? Well, I I tell you, I need to add a little confession to that as well, which is, um, so my my youth ministry is quite large in terms of the number of young people that we engaged with Mm. prior to, you know, March. Um, And we have seen a fair number of young people engaging with us online, YouTube views, you know, um, being involved in different Zooms and things that we've done. But I have to say, we have definitely begun to lose track of some who aren't particularly mm. invested or engaged. Those that that don't really see um, our group as their main primary affiliation, they are they are choosing to invest themselves elsewhere, and it's much more difficult to keep track of a larger mm. group of young people. And I don't say that to be smart. No, it just it is, and it's really painful to think about young people. I bumped into a couple of uh, young people in the supermarket just the other day. And, uh, and I was like, oh, you have not responded to anything I've sent you away in the last six months. And they knew it as well. They were yes. quite sheepish. Oh, wow. And they'd just chosen to just opt out at this point. Yeah. And I can't chase them down no. when I'm already, you know, with so many young people to think about. Um, that's a real drawback for a larger group in this um, different paradigm. Maybe this is a different conversation for a future podcast, but I, I'm interested in language as well. Like I remember uh, my my husband 
classic Christian went away to university and, and would say, you know, people would say, you backslid, didn't you? And Jason would be like, well, actually, no, I actually think that was a time where I really explored faith. I just wasn't doing it in church. And I guess for us as youth workers, almost the language that we're going to use about those young people we can't connect with, the danger would be that we would say, therefore, they're not interested in anything to do with Jesus. Or we say, it doesn't matter. Because actually, as long as they're like watching Russell Brand online, there was some. Ah. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting for us to navigate how are we going to kind of visualize what that what that means. That's going to stretch our thinking and our theological language a bit. I think absolutely about that, which would be a big challenge for us moving forward. Yeah, especially if we can't get back to mm. normal quickly, yeah. which is I think what we were all banking on. Absolutely. Was look, we'll take a six month sabbatical from our youth ministry, but then we'll yeah. just we'll, and we'll, we'll patch get them up back patch in. up those that struggled. We'll like do some extra t- curriculum. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get them up back up to point. But as you say, that's not going to be that's not the space. Work. So we also caught up with a good friend of ours, Jason Royce, who not only is a youth worker in his local church, but he runs Sooster Youth and, and sort of supports youth workers across youth Northamptonshire. And lots of these churches are in the rural communities, quite small. Um, youth ministry is run by volunteer youth workers. And we asked him to sort of just kind of chat a bit more. Like, what have been some of the specific challenges for people doing youth work in that setting? And this is what he said. Well, um, firstly, let me say hello. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to speak up for the little guys. Um, yeah, it's been it's been so really difficult, I think, um, for youth ministers, as you say, across the, across the country, um, but particularly in rural churches, many of whom don't have uh, paid youth ministers. It's being run by volunteers. So I think the first challenge that we've come across in supporting youth ministers is that they've been dealing with a variety of different things um, about for their own employment or their family situation, their home situation. So some of those who have a lot of time during the day to prep youth ministry stuff, they've been homeschooling kids. And, and so that's taken uh, their focus and, and time rightly away from, um, from youth ministry. Um, for others, they've been furloughed and had extra time, but but kind of feeling a pressure like I've I've got to smash this out of the park and I've got to I've got to run Zoom, extreme youth youth ministry on Zoom that's really exciting and and every bit as good as it is in the flesh, but through a little box on on someone's desk and and those kind of challenges, a feeling of inadequacy, feeling of isolation, which I think perhaps many of us have felt when we are locked down in our homes, the, the physical isolation, but also the isolation of those who they normally meet with to, to talk youth ministry, to, to find encouragement. Um, and, and I think, you know, we, we've, we've just started doing a survey of, of local churches, 200 local churches in our rural context. And as we've been speaking to, to church leaders, you know, the thing that's come across to me, Rach, as much as probably more than anything, is that no one is asking them how they're doing. Mm. No one is asking them about their ministry and, what, and what's going on. And, um, and so, you know, we found ourselves, that's kind of been a, a bit of a ministry for us is, is to support church leaders, to ask them about how things are going, to ask youth ministers about how they're doing and, and not to kind of say, here's what you should do or here's something else you could try yeah. and just taking some of that pressure off and, and just 
pastoring each other really over the past couple of years i think i've sort of followed quite keenly watching you guys at Seuster youth doing an incredible i will say because you won't say it, an incredible job at gathering volunteer and raising up volunteer youth workers across quite a large geographical area and, and creating that space for a hot dinner great training and sort of shared heart so so when when you come to these church leaders and youth workers and volunteers and say how are you doing what what has mm, been the response well a real mix a real mix um one of my friends shared with me a, a little a phrase the other day it's a bit cheesy but really helpful saying we've all been in the same storm but we've been in different boats mm. and and i've kind of seen the truth of that in terms of people's responses um so some have been hugely grateful for um for just a bit of encouragement and someone to talk to and to share like here's what i've been facing you know i've got to do yet another online service and i'm not really sure who's watching it and i'm not really sure how it's going down mm. um others it's been like we've got three young people in our church i have no idea how to reach out to them when we're not in this weird covid world let alone how i do that when they're online they seem to be disengaging what do i do and so we've been really um finding those kind of responses that people are just grateful to have space to talk um, and I have to say, I mean, yeah, we've made some really good connections with a bunch of churches, but also we're speaking to a lot of churches who've, who've never even heard of us or, or our work. And the amazing thing is they're still willing to talk because, and, and I think that shows not how amazing we are, but how desperate they are to, to talk and to have a space to reflect um, with, uh, with someone else who's genuinely interested in what's happening who realizes the challenges because we're living and breathing them too and who can perhaps offer a bit of hope to say hey this will pass like we're you're doing the stuff you're doing what you can do keep going some of those kind of just really simple messages looking after people and not kind of saying yeah you're doing that but if you could just do something if you could just do a bit more jesus would really be impressed you know and just kind of almost saying it's okay to be where you are like look after yourself minister you know what is it um, was it was it god said to joshua or gideon or someone in the old testament go in the strength you have mm. and and that's been something that we've been speaking to people who are struggling like go in the strength you have um don't don't try and do something you can't do but go in the strength you have I'm going to move on to a more positive hopeful question in a moment but it's <laughs> I, I'm I'm wondering whether supporting lots of churches and youth workers have there been some people some churches that have just said you know this isn't going to work for us either not really ever got started during this kind of new period of of pandemic or who've been trying things not really worked out and have ended up stepping back from youth ministry we've seen some good examples of new things springing up but have there been have you noticed some things that have actually fallen by the wayside yeah, I think I think we have seen a little bit of that, or perhaps people that have had to like pause stuff because they just don't know how to continue. Um, you know, uh, even some of the work we've done, you know, we've been asking those difficult questions like, can we really start again, like our group on Zoom? Like, you know, do we really want to meet under the the restrictions that we're currently under, or do we tr go back on Zoom? Like, how will that feel for for young people as they're back in school? And I, I think we've seen that in, in some of the local churches. Um, and, and I think people, um, if I'm honest, Martin, just feeling a bit embarrassed that mm. they can't quite make it happen. 
that they don't feel they've got the energy or the ideas and almost, I guess, a sense of shame about that. Like, I don't want to admit to anyone that I've got really no ideas about what to do next. Um, and so we've tried to name that and own that together with, with those churches and youth leaders to say, um, that's okay. Um, so we have seen some groups, but also um, the other side of it, which is starting to move on to something a bit more hopeful, I guess, is that one of the observations I've found, certainly in a rural context, um, I've heard different stories from people working in, in cities, but, but in a rural context, where there were already relationships with young people, where there were already youth ministries going, the engagement level seems to have been really, really high. And um, they've managed many, in many times, um, we hear many youth groups that have continued on and actually seen, some of them have seen growth um, in the online space. And so um, I think there's something there about, for me, to encourage our, the youth ministers we, we have contact with to say, hey, the relational work that you've been doing over the last number of years, that's not lost. Mm. And, and that relational credit, you're, you're kind of seeing the, the benefit of that now. Uh, you're, the faithful ministry that you've poured into these these young people, um, you're you're kind of seeing that in their engagement. And it's not easy to engage on Zoom. We we all know that we've probably all had enough of, of Zoom, um, in in some ways, but they're still going for it and uh, and even bringing friends along. Um, and that's something I didn't expect to see. Mm. We often talk, don't we, about being the youth ministry tribe, and I I'm, I'm somebody that reports that language a lot and and I think hearing you talk about how some of my colleagues are feeling a shame and an embarrassment that it hasn't worked out I think that really matters I think that how do we elevate some of those stories not in an unhelpful way that kind of adds to the well some have and some haven't but actually says mm. as, a, as a whole community who are all passionate about young people our experiences have been different not because God has been different in different settings but because of a, a variety of factors but that none of that means that we're not called anymore or that mm. we're not the ones that God has called to be the youth minister how how can we rightly hear some of that but also speak hope for all of us into that because I, I I need to hear that you know I need to hear that that, that actually what I'm going to see is some leaders stepping out in confidence saying even though during lockdown it was really tough actually what it showed me is that my calling is not dependent on numbers it's on, on mm. God's calling and I, and I need to hear that how, how can we do that in a way that really honors people Chase Whew, that's a big question. <laughs> I think there's there's probably, let me give you the kind of three ways that we're trying to tackle this for ourselves as a team at Seuss Youth, but also with the youth leaders that we're, we're kind of in contact with. The first thing is we're taking the time to own the difficulty and the pain and the uncertainty and, and to name that and to sit with it, to not try and go, oh yeah, but God's bigger or, oh yeah, but God can still work. And just to say, it's really hard at the moment that we don't feel like we've got the resources. We don't feel like we've got the creativity. We feel like our opportunities are limited. Let's own that pain. And mm. we feel like we're not sure we don't have the sense of God's presence with us that we want to have or, or his, or his sense of calling over our lives, all of those kind of things. And, and I think we, we have to face that and, and, and own it. But then the second thing is we're feeling that the situation is asking more from us and so we're asking more from god we're praying bigger prayers um we're saying god we believe that you you equip us for what you call us for and so we need you to step up you're asking us to step up we need you to step up the grace you're giving us the strength you're giving us um 
even in our brokenness, um, can we bring ourselves to pray bigger prayers? And then the third thing is that we're trying to ask bigger questions. So we're, we're sort of saying in some of these challenges, you know, what's the opportunity? What assumptions do I have about what this looks like or about young people and what they'll engage with that perhaps I need to question? What do we need to stop doing? What do we need to experiment with? To give you a really concrete example, um, one of our youth leaders, Faye, who's just an awesome, inspiring youth worker, she said to me that she she told her youth team the other day, um, it's not a limitation of a group of six. It's the power of a group of six. And what could we do in groups of six? How could we support young people in groups of six? Um, that unlocks something that doesn't happen when our youth group but, you know, her youth group is like 30 or 40. It's like way bigger than my, my youth group is about five young people. So we're never in any danger of breaking the regulations. Um, but for her youth group, she's like, wow, if we break it down, that gives us an extra power. Mm-hmm. And so I, that kind of thinking, I think, is really hard to do when you're up against it. It's really hard to do when you feel discouraged. But if you're around people who are thinking like that, it can inspire you to think, Maybe where I see a challenge, God is going to use that for an opportunity. And so, and I need, I need to be around other people because they can help me see that when I can't see it for myself. And maybe I can point someone to that when they're feeling discouraged or down. Some absolute gold there from Jason, as there was from Ange earlier on. And uh, and I'm left feeling quite inspired. Mm. It is a bit of a slog, like this journey of um, trying to figure out what's coming and what's going to happen next and where we are this month. And we do have to keep being called back in the way that Jason just did to how big our God is. Mm. It is actually quite easy. It's ridiculous, but let's let's remember this is seen all through Scripture we do often take God for granted and forget his magnitude. (laughs) And like, that's the story of the Old Testament, isn't it? Basically, that's the story of the Israelites just continually forgetting who God is. And I think we are guilty of it Mm. too. And maybe we need to enlarge our view of what he can do in this time. And isn't it so like refreshing to say it and to hear it being said? Mm -hmm. Like we know this, but to to have it spoken out, like this this time is asking a lot of us. So we're going to ask more from for more from God. And like if if you're listening, thinking, I thought I was the only one that that genuinely was really struggling with this. No, no, actually, this is a common theme running Mm -hmm. through, and 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 we're not alone. We're not alone in this. So so good. I, I guess I mean. Jason talked a little bit about how we handle disappointment and and I think the thing that I I feel at the moment quite disappointed about is that one of the things that we at Youthscape have been doing for a few years behind the scenes has been sort of developing work around equipping and resourcing volunteer youth workers because we at Youthscape are really passionate that it's about the local church really picking up the baton of youth ministry um, that's really going to see a transformation in our culture among young people and and so it's really heartbreaking I'm sitting here today feeling really sad that we can't be piloting Youthscape Essentials in Preston and in Luton. We were really hoping, weren't we, that at the next National Youth Ministry Weekend, this would have been a resource that others could have had. So I guess there's, there are things that are on hold, but actually what we're seeing in the community is really good questions being asked and really good response. And, and youth workers stepping in and stepping up, even yeah. those sorts of things we'd like to do, we, we just can't do. So you mentioned Youthscape Essentials. Yeah. We... we um 
We did sort of trail that last year at the it National is, Youth Ministry yeah. Weekend. And if you've seen a copy of the resource, the game plan, uh, that was kind of produced as a, as a sort of foreshadow of Youthscape Essentials. It's a sort of resource for a course that doesn't yet exist, uh, although it works completely in its own right. But do you want it? Because this is kind of your project, Rach, and I know you feel this great sense of disappointment mm. that you've not been able to pilot it yet. But um, what once it does happen, because we are just talking about next year now. Yes. What, what actually is it? What is Youthscape Essentials? Well, the, the brilliant thing about lockdown is that during lockdown, we were actually able to commit to paper what it is. <laughs> so there oh, actually good. is such a thing now called Youthscape Essentials. It's just that, as you know, as Youthscape, we, we are quite um, robust with our innovation process and we like to pilot things and enhance it before we send it out. So it's been worked on for quite a few years. But really, it's this 10-session course that is about equipping the average... Now, I am an average youth work volunteer. Bang average. Uh, yeah, I'm actually, I'm just reckless and unleashed. You don't want me as your volunteer. But somebody who just is sat in the church saying, I think I might be able to do that. Like, I think maybe I could do a bit of something, like sell chocolate at the tuck shop or something. And it, and it takes people with a, with a little bit of an inkling or a heart for this. And each week gives them a, an insight into youth culture. It gives them a kind of a, a chance to develop and practice some good youth work skills and best practice. And also to work a little bit on developing their own character as a leader. So it, it feels incredibly get ready for a jargon word holistic but it really does and also it means that you connect in an area with people like yourself from other churches so it creates a really wonderful kind of sense of camaraderie and you eat together and people come straight from work because let's face it volunteer youth workers are just extraordinary aren't they they often you know full-time looking after their kids coming straight from work Um, and so we were going to be piloting it in a north context and also in Luton and then giving it away so it is going to happen at yes. some point but it, because the pilot it can't be online it has to be yes, absolutely people in a room interacting doing the activities so yeah. i i feel that there's even more now to say to people we've got this it's just that we can't yet pilot it well, there's, there's so much to it that's the thing and yeah it's rich it, it's really deep yeah there's a huge investment that's gone into it there's little things that I'd love to be able to tell you about, yeah. the sort of cool technology elements yes. that we're not talking about yet. Yeah. Um, some brilliant writing, some brilliant videos, some brilliant resources. It's all coming. Mm. We just need to be able to pilot it with some people in person yes. because of the nature of the event. So it's something to look forward to yes. once we get back to some kind of normal. Well, or vaccine. So <laughs> either way, <laughs> I mean, I'm working hard in the lab as we speak. Um, so yeah, so so if yeah, in the new year, hopefully we can do this. And if you're anywhere in the vicinity of Luton and Bedfordshire or Preston in the Northwest, and the great thing for me is, I'm up in, in Preston. Like people have signed on for this from Southport, Liverpool, the Lake District. Like people are coming from a long way. Yeah to be part of this because the church is full of extraordinary people of all ages who are really they care about young people in their community you know and I sometimes forget that it's not just me as a youth worker that cares about young people (laughs) other people in church care too and so I'm excited about it we just need to wait until we know a little bit more we can do safely that is it for another edition of the Youthscape podcast 2.0. Do remember that you can go and listen if you so desire to the full back catalogue of Youthscape <laughs> podcast 1.0 at youthscape.co.uk forward slash podcast. Uh, but we will continue next week looking at this big theme of the new normal. And uh, we'd love for you to join us then. <laughs> <laughs>